10 o'clock on Monday, the 1st of August, 2011. The Aerotone Emergency Net Maricopa is now in session. This is KF7CCC Net Control. My name is Andrew. Before I proceed, is there any emergency or priority traffic for the net? Every Monday night, the Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa meets for training and exercise in the public service communications arts. Someone has to be ready. This net is dedicated to addressing that challenge. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa also activates during threats or emergencies affecting Maricopa County. So when trouble strikes in Maricopa County, tune here. This net is an activity, not a separate organization. We don't recruit people from their chosen organization. So go join the public service organization of your choice and come here to learn, hone your skills, and exercise your equipment. All are welcome here. The only requirements are a radio, a license to use it on the net, and an interest in use boat for the benefit of others. We expect to make mistakes and learn from them. Old grumps and sorry attitudes don't belong here. This frequency is hereby a can-do how-to zone. This is KF7CCC Net Control. The Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa is held on the Mount Ward, figures 146.192 minus offset, and the Shaw Butte, figures 147.24 plus offset linked repeaters. Both repeaters require a figures 162.2 hertz tone. Thanks to the good guys of the Arizona Repeater Association for authorizing us to use these repeaters. Any station that can't reach the repeater should try transmitting SIMPA on the output frequency of the repeater. Wait for the repeater to stop transmitting before you transmit. Any station that hears someone that net control cannot hear should notify me with the word relay. In the event that the repeater fails, we will use simplex on the Shaw View frequency, figures 147.24 simplex. This is KF7 net control. I need a volunteer for alternate net control. Alternate net control copies check-ins with me and keeps notes, informs me when I double with someone, and it's available for special assignments. Alternate net control will assume that leadership if I cannot continue. The station volunteered last week to help me tonight. Whiskey 7 Echo Mike Uniform, are you on frequency and ready to serve as alternate net control? W7EMU, I'm here at your service. Thank you, sir. Assume tactical call sign, alternate net control. Also confirm that you received my email and can open the attachment. Alternate net control and received all attachments. W7EMU. Thank you very much. This is KF7EMU net control. This is Incident Command System Night. The title doesn't sound exciting, does it? First of all, anything with system in it probably means there were consultants involved. An incident is pretty generic. Anything can be an incident. Last night I gave my dog a command, so why would we talk about it? In the early 1970s, California faced a series of wildfires. These fires caused millions of dollars of damage and many people were injured or died. After the fires were extinguished, the agencies who fought the fires found that much of the damage was preventable. California had all the resources they needed to fight the fires. The taxes they employed were the right ones. So what went wrong? A lot of agencies responded, but across the agency line, people didn't know who was doing what. They didn't know who was sending resources and who wasn't. They didn't know who needed to be told about what was happening or how to escalate a problem for resolution. The agencies fighting the fires didn't have a common goal. They wasted resources and lost time. 
At times, some agencies' actions made things worse rather than better. Because of this disaster, California created the Incident Command System. This was later made part of a national standard. What does that mean for us? Well, in the event of an emergency, we might be called on to provide communications resources to areas or Maricopa County's Department of Emergency Management. These agencies and those they serve use the idea, so if we know about it as well, we can be better communicators. We can avoid some of the problems that haunted California's firefighters. In fact, in some cases, not knowing about ICS will disqualify us from helping at all during disasters.
Thank you for that. And 7PX. Got you in the log. All right, any other stations that have taken uh, IS-700, IS-200, and IS-100, please come down. Whiskey, 7 Kilo, my Gulf. Kilo Echo 7, Victor, India, November. Acknowledge W7KMG and T7VIN. Last call for those stations who have taken FEMA forces IS-700, IS-200, and IS-100. Yankee. 
I acknowledge KF7NLX, WB7ULW, and K6OZY. Next three stations who have taken them to the Lima ITS course. We call them your FCC calls right now. Kilo Foxtrot 7, Oscar Juliet Papa. Direction on one call for Kilo Charlie Zero, Alpha Kilo Zero. I acknowledge KF7 OJP, and it was the correction, Kilo Charlie 7, Alpha India Zulu. The call sign is Kilo Charlie Zero, Alpha India Zulu, not the 7. Copy that, KC0 AIZ, I've got you corrected in the line. Alright, thank you for that. Any other stations who have taken none of the Kilo ICS course, please call us your call sign down. I'm sorry, I did take uh, an ICS 700 course, but only the 700 course, KD7 ETH. Thank you, KD7 ETH. I'll put you in there the 700. Um, you broke my category. That's something I did wrong. All right, thank you very much. Any other stations uh, you haven't checked in yet? Please call now with your FCC call time. Did you get K5DAR? I acknowledge KD7DOK, and I didn't, but now I have K5DAR. Alpha Bravo 7, Alpha India. I acknowledge AD7AI. Alright, any other stations to check in, please come down with your FCC call sign. Thank you. 
Thank you, Paul. Good report. On KF7 MMX, please come with your report. My name is Adam. I'm in Northeast Phoenix. I actually just took the three tests uh, about two weeks ago. KF7 MMX. Good stuff. Thank you. Good report. Uh, K7BC, please come with your report. N7 VEX, come with your report. N7 VEX, Ed, uh, 300, 400, 800, and I took the 100 B two weeks ago. Thank you, Ed, and can I get your town for the log, please? Peoria. All right, anything more? If not, uh, close with your call sign and we'll move on. N7VEX. Thank you very much. KE7EJF, please come with your report. Dennis, Phoenix, 800-2009, KE7EJF. Thank you, Dennis. W7KMG, please come with your report. My name's Steve. I'm in Peoria. And uh, I got to admit, I don't know all of them. I've taken probably uh, four, but uh, one, three, and seven hundred sound familiar. W seven KMG. And the year was uh, been about uh, six, seven years ago. Thank you, Steve. KB seven BIS. Please come with your report. Kevin Chandler. ICS 700, 2007, KE7, VIN. Thank you, Kevin. KD7, ETH, please come with your report. Lee, Phoenix, and I took uh, ICS 700 back in 05, KD7, ETH. Thank you, Lee. This is KS7, CCC, and control for the Arizona Emergency Event, Maricopa. We didn't have anybody who had taken the ICS 200 no higher, so we'll go to KF7SAL. Please come with your report. Name is Dennis Glendale, and I took approximately uh, four months ago, KF7FAL. Thank you, Dennis. All right, now we'll move it down to the people who have not taken any of the ICS courses for them. I do not want them to report the year that they took the ICS course. I would want them to report just their name and their town. We'll start with KT7EUL. Travis Peoria KE7EUL. Thank you, Travis. KF7MZP. Uh, Larry, North Phoenix. KF7MZB. Thank you, Larry. W7CGH. Charlotte, North Mesa, W7CGH. Thank you, Charlotte. KK7AAA. John, 
right, I heard a couple of stations calling. First one was KK7 Alpha Alpha Alpha. Um, would you please look up the cost of the FEMA independent study courses? I'll ask you to report back in a little while. AK7AAA, are you willing to accept that assignment? Thank you very much. And the second station, uh, could you please call again? I think there was a double in there. K6OZY. K6OZY, would you please look up where you'd go to take the exam for the independent study IPS courses? QSL, K6OZY. Thank you very much. That is excellent. So at the beginning of the net, I said incident could be anything. Did I really mean that? What is an incident? Anybody have any ideas? KE7VIN. KE7VIN, go ahead. No, you were right. An incident can be anything. The uh, ICS command structure uh, can be used to uh, coordinate anything from uh, major disasters to a small parade or uh, even your family barbecue. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, has anyone heard of uh, other uses for the incident command structure that might be uh, interesting? Well, I'll put one out. Uh, a couple of uh, months ago, I think it was, uh, there was an article in uh, USC about using the ITS to put on a field day uh, for a, a club. And uh, it was uh, basically making use of the ITS to, uh, and using the rules of the ITS to do the normal field day activities. So essentially, an incident can be anything. Usually, it's outside of normal operations. Normal operations. It isn't an incident, it's just normal operation. So it could be a disaster, it could be a wildfire, it could be an event. But now that we know what an incident is, what is the ITS? WB4 is okay. WB4 is AKA. Go ahead. Kind of a broad, uh, broad question. Uh, I'll swing at it, and then you can tell me if I'm missing it or not. Uh, ICS Incident Command System is a standardized structure organization. Uh, how resources are um, organized to respond to an incident, whatever that may be. And I like Kevin's observation. It could be a family barbecue. I read the article about using ICS for field day as well. It was a lot of fun to read. Um, so that uh, it, it avoids Keystone Cops confusion. WB4 is NKA. Yep, that's dead on. It's a way to organize resources to respond to an incident. And uh, 
manage things, manage the incident, essentially. So among other things, National Incident Management System and ICS incorporate a few principles I'd like to highlight. Uh, the first one is common terminology. Why might that be important? KI4NSF. KI4NSF, go ahead. Common terminology is critical so that when the, the communication really counts, that there's no miscommunication on who something is directed towards or what resource is needed because everybody is using the same language so the right thing or the right person gets to the right place at the right time without any delay caused by miscommunication. KI4 NSF. Yep, absolutely. It makes things clear so that everybody knows what uh, is going on. And that may be something like uh, avoiding 10 codes on radios, so uh, uh, the police department responding to an emergency, uh, which is working with another agency, would want not want to have, you know, 10, 10 meaning one thing for one agency and another thing for another agency. Um, it also is common terminology for uh, roles, so you don't have to know whether an associate vice president has the same authority as a division chief or a master sergeant or something like that. You have an idea based on who you're talking to, what they can do. Another of the uh, principles that the ICS includes is span of control, which means a limited number of subordinates. Usually it's three to seven with about five is optimal. Why is this important? KF7FAL. KF7FAL, go ahead. Gives you better knowledge and control of your team as to what they're doing and if they're headed in the right direction. KF7FAL. Yep, the team leaders certainly know uh, all the members of their team and they can talk to them directly. Uh, they won't be ignoring any of the members of their team. Um, there's another reason to limit the number of people that are reporting. Uh, can anyone think of what that is? KE7BIN. KE7BIN, go ahead. Well, it really is only possible to Be aware of what a limited number of people are doing. If you go beyond the suggested span of control, actually understanding what's happening becomes really, really hard. Uh, and, and it becomes like, as the saying goes, herding cats. Uh, I actually, uh, in, a, in, in a business world, uh, I actually was a supervisor over about 20 people, direct reports. And that was too many. I had to create another level in there unofficially uh, because I couldn't do it. So it, it, it just it just uh, makes it easier for people to understand what's going on. KE7VIN. WB4ZKA. This is KF7VCC Net Control. WB4ZKA, go ahead. Kevin's example is perfect. Um, 
and, and maybe he alluded to it and I missed it, uh, a leader can only listen to just so many uh, voices and advices uh, without completely losing his mind as well. It's not just passing information down, but passing information up to the leader. WB4ZK. That's exactly what I was looking for. You don't want to have uh, anyone below you ignored, and you don't want to have so much stuff coming up to you that you uh, lose track of it. So you want to be able to know who's doing what, and you want them to be able to tell you and you not to lose track of what they're doing. Another uh, principle of the ICS Incorporated is unity of command, which means for any person, there is only one designated supervisor. Now, why is that a good thing? W7EMU. Alter command control, go ahead. Uh, unity of command avoids uh, uh, basically uh, two people in charge of the same area or group of people giving different commands, and then there's confusion. Uh, it avoids that so that there's only one person as a subordinate supervisor that is giving commands to this group, not two different people. W7AM. Yep, that means that if you have, uh, you have only one person giving you orders, so you can't have the situation occur where uh, one person tells you to go left, the other person tells you to go right, and you have to make the decision where to go. Instead, the person above you tells, go to this area and handle this job, and you know that that person knows that you're there, and can take care of things to smooth things out for you. Actually, I have worked in a situation called a matrix organization, where unity of command is broken frequently, and uh, it makes things a lot harder because you have different people with different expectations, all assuming that you're going to work for them, which isn't always the case. Another principle that uh, ICS incorporates is unified command, which means agencies work together without affecting individual agency authority, responsibility, or accountability. So why is that important? That's the yes. yes, go ahead. In a situation where multiple entities actually have jurisdiction over the incident. That's right. When you have multiple jurisdictions, um, you can't uh, have, uh, you have to have them all responsible for what they're responsible for. They can't give up their responsibilities just because they happen to be working under the incident command system. The KF7CCC net control. Um, so part of the incident command system is essentially an org chart which explains who does what. At the top is incident command. Incident command has a command staff, normally that's the public information officer, safety officer, and liaison officer. Can anyone tell me what any of these people do? KE7EUL. I'll give it a shot. All right, sounds good. Give it a shot, Travis. The liaison officer basically relays uh, information 
I can answer that one. The liaison officer relays information. Kind of like what we did uh, uh, last night here on on these two frequencies. And I got a question. What's the difference between ICS and NCS? I'm curious. KE7EUL. Yep, you're right. The liaison officer is the point of contact between, well, four other agencies. Um, I'm not familiar with NCS. Um, can anyone answer Travis's question, the difference between ICS and NCS? WB4ZKA. WB4ZKA, go ahead. Yeah, um, I was hoping this one would make it to the air. ICS is Incident Command System. NCS is Net Control Station. Completely, totally different concepts. WB4ZKA. Alright, that makes sense. Good thing to keep separated. So, does anyone else know what, uh, say, an incident commander or a public information officer or a safety officer might be doing? N7NTM. N7NTM, go ahead. Public Information Officer, also known as a PIO, is responsible for relaying appropriate information and answering questions with appropriate answers between the agency and the media, typically. N7NTM. Yep, that's it. They communicate with the media and with the public in general, typically through the media. Um, how about the safety officer? Anybody have any ideas? KE7VIN. KE7VIN, go ahead. Well, the safety officer uh, and his staff are in charge of, of safety uh, for the incident. And the uh, safety officer actually can uh, shut down any uh, operation that's going on if something is unsafe. They have uh, a lot of power to make things, unsafe things, stop happening. KE7VIN. Yep, they are there to make sure that the people responding to the incident are operating safely. Um, that is separate from uh, someone like the police who may be actually responding to an incident and making sure that the public is operating itself safely. Uh, finally, uh, I'll ask, does anyone know what the incident commander does? KI4 NSF, no one else wants to answer. KI4 NSF, go ahead. The incident command, the incident commander is responsible for the overall operation of the incident from beginning to end, and is responsible for everybody underneath them and ensuring that the resources are used most efficiently. Um, a side note. Um, not all these positions have to be filled, and they're filled based upon the needs of that particular incident. For example, the family barbecue does not need a public relations officer, KI4 and SF. Yep, you typically don't need to have a, a separate PIO if you're uh, 
just going to invite your family to the barbecue. That's true. This is KF7C and Control. Now, also under inconsistent commands are several sections. Uh, either the operations section, the planning section, the logistics section, and the finance and admin section. Uh, so, starting off, what's the point of the operations section? WB4ZKA, go ahead. Operations is all about fighting the incident, correcting the wrong, making things right again, or at least stopping the bad things from happening. Fire, re responding to, uh, uh, to earthquake, mudslides, what it may. Or operations may be actually cooking the barbecue and uh, making potato salad and getting the salad uh, tossed. WB4 is SAA. Yep, that's it. Operations are the tactical activities that are focused on resolving the incident. Um, for a barbecue, that's uh, something that you uh, will resolve more happily, I think, than uh, some of the other incidents that might have to go on. Typically, you think of people like ambulance drivers, fire department chiefs, brokers, things like that, people who are actually out there fixing the problem. Uh, next is the planning section. What does that do? Okay, I'll take a shot at this one, W7KMG. Steve, go ahead. Uh, they make the plans to uh, get things done uh, as directed by the, uh, the commander. So uh, if something's happening today, uh, they're, they're planning for tomorrow and, and beyond. W7KMG. Yeah, that's right. They are collecting information, evaluating it, and sending it out to the people who need it in the incident management structure. So, um, you know, which teams are getting burned out? Where do we send units in? Um, will the wind blow fire north or south? Uh, do we get written permission for, for uh, a plane to land here? That's the kind of thing that they would want to know and they would want to keep track of. Next is uh, logistics. Uh, anybody have an idea what that is? <coughs> K5PAR. K5PAR, go ahead. They are responsible for getting all the equipment each team needs. No matter what it is, it is a bulldozer to a shovel. K5PAR. Yep, definitely getting the equipment to people is uh, part of their duty. Uh, they have some other duties, though, as well. Does anybody else uh, have any ideas what, might, what those duties might be? November 7, Papa Sierra Whiskey. And 7 PSW, go ahead. Well, communication. That's where we would drop into the logistics section. And 7 PSW. Yep, definitely. Uh, they take care of communications, they take care of ground support, they take care of supplies, facilities, if someone needs to have the tents put up in a certain area. Uh, this wouldn't really apply to the barbecue, but uh, if you've got to feed your crew, uh, you want the logistics section to uh, bring the food out to them, make sure that they have food, and uh, 
Make sure base camp has enough blankets. Make sure rest stop five has water. That would be a function of logistics. And finally, uh, because they're part of it, we got to deal with the finance and admin. Any idea what those guys do? KD-7 ETH. KD-7 ETH, go ahead. Finance is folks that take care of Ricky before everything gets paid for. Uh, admin, assuming you're meaning general administrative staff, helps keep the paperwork in order. And trust me, these events generate mountains of paperwork. KD-7 ETH. That is no lie. The first question, who pays for this mess? Who buys the place apart? How much time can we use the water bomber for? Things like that that uh, need to be kept track of and uh, need to be costed against uh, something. Uh, it's not really my bag of tea, but uh, the finance and admin section definitely uh, is important and you don't want to forget them because uh, if you do, they will uh, make you know where of that. So we did talk about a little bit about communications and the fact that they were under the logistics section. Uh, what does that mean to you if you respond to it to an as an amateur radio resource? N7BEX. N7BEX, go ahead. Also, finance and admin is a place where the people go to check in and check out of an incident. So if some people were requested for an incident, the first place they would go is the finance and admin, and then they would be sent over to the communist leader. Wasn't aware of that. That is uh, the useful information to know. So, if you are an amateur radio resource responding as part of the logistics section to do communications, what does that mean? Give it a try. KE7 EUL, give it a shot. Yeah, it means they need you real bad. You go and do, it, do what is asked of, of you. KE7 EUL. That's it. You are going to be part of the group that is not actually doing the emergency response and what the operations does. You're going to be part of the group that makes sure those responders have what they need. Typically that's what makes sure they have what they need um, in terms of communications resources. So you're going to be supporting the heroes. You're not going to be one of the heroes. Um, what that means is you're a backup to the existing communications system that's already in place typically. Normally responders already have a communications system. Now, camps have unique abilities to let them work around other communication systems and their failures. But if things are going well with the primary communication system, it may be that you're the one who's getting the coffee for the people who need it. N7BEX, go ahead. Some years ago in California, amateur radio operators were requested to assist the Forest Service in Guam. 
And what the amateur radio net did was uh, set up to provide communication for the PIOs. The uh, wire nets were so full that the PIO people didn't have any com, com capability. So amateur radios were assigned as uh, shadows to the PIO people's field. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're providing backup to, to the uh, existing resources that the responders have trained us and are used to using. Um, now, I mentioned earlier about span of control. What does that mean for a ham responding to an incident? All right, let's try it another way. Uh, how many hands may you, may you be working with uh, when you're responding to an incident? Okay, I have warned us up. No one else wants to take it. Okay, I have warned us up. Go ahead. You will be working in a group between two and seven people, optimally five. KI4 and SF. Yep, that's typically what you see. Uh, two to seven people reporting up to uh, one supervisor. And you may not all be at the same location, so you can't rely on other uh, people at your location. <coughs> This is KF7 CCD Net Control for the Arizona Emergency Net Maricopa. Now, one way that the hands increase their effectiveness when responding to disaster is by preparing ahead of time. One way to do that is to be in an amateur radio communications team or ARC team. ARC teams have four classifications. Does anybody have an idea what those are? Of me, but it's size one through four, and it has to do with uh, the number of people in the team, the mobility of the of the team, and the capability of the radio equipment, as I recall. And I'm not so sure that it's been accepted in any of the That's exactly it. Uh, from what I saw on uh, Wikipedia, I think it was, Type 4 is a single operator who has a, a UHF, VHF radio, mobile, and a vehicle. Type 3 is two operators with one to two vehicles and preferably HF capability, so that usually means at least one non-technician license. Uh, type 2 is a field and base station, digital capable. They have their own generator. Uh, they have four operators with at least two generals, and they're self-sufficient. And Type 1 is a full Type 2 station with four Type 4 stations, uh, 12 operators, including one supervisor and one assistant supervisor. So how does the ARC team fit into ICM? W7EMU. W7EMU, go ahead. Uh, the hams or the ARC team are strictly a resource for uh, ICS. Um, they're backup communications and 
whatever else is really asked of them because of their abilities to do things, whether it be fix the copy machine, to make coffee, things like that. Uh, they're all knowing handy men that can work around all the areas, but basically they're there as a resource for ICS. W7EMU. Yep, they are a resource, and there is the ICS resource typing mechanism, which that means, that means someone needs the field station with a generator. They can ask for an archetype 2 team and know that they'll get what they need. Essentially, it's a standard uh, level of resource and a standard level of support, and uh, you can also think of them as a strike team for ICS, I think. Um, in other words, we need a team to do this. Let's get an arc type 1 which is a full station with a whole bunch of people and command general command or archetype 2 command uh, this emergency shelter. If we need to you know, have someone looking at the dam and seeing whether the water level is going up or not, maybe that's an archetype 4, a single operator with a UHF, VHF mobile and a vehicle. Um, so basically it's a way to have a certain level that you know what you're going to be getting when you ask for it, and then you don't have to know which people it is, you just say, give me an archetype too, and you'll get what you're expecting. This is KSF Net Control. Now, we've talked a lot about ICS, and at the beginning I mentioned NIMS, the National Incident Management System, as well. Can anyone tell me what the difference is? You were just noise. Um, maybe you can improve your position or increase your power. Try again. KF7MZB. KF7MZB, go ahead. Venture to say that uh, NIMS is the, uh, the the national or federally mandated one versus uh, state or county or city or local one. KF7MZB. It's actually a slight difference. Uh, the National Incident Management, Management System incorporates ICS uh, as part of it. So, in addition to ICS, NIMS has a couple of other things, like uh, one of the things I know they did was uh, get rid of police head codes for communicating between agencies. So, when agencies are responding under NIMS, they use the ICS because that's part of NIMS, and they also communicate without using CAD codes because that's part of NMIS, that's not part of ICS. Um, so is there anyone tonight who participates in activities that use the six man system? If so, please come now with your FTC call sign. ICS team 
to be assigned to a support agency like the Red Cross or the Salvation Army or somebody else, and then you'll be working for them and stuff to get Yeah, that's right. You'll be either working for a team or, well, you'll be working under the ICS regardless, but it'll be for a team, possibly with a different agency. Um, if anyone um, in Maricopa works for uh, uh, an event called Ragnar. W70MU. W70MU, go ahead. He's going to bring that, uh, that program up. Uh, it's a perfect uh, scenario for hams to understand what ICS is because it had a command structure at the EOC that was there to oversee the whole operation. And then you had individual groups out there that had a, a, a group leader, uh, and then you had uh, managers that were out there to oversee everything. So you had all the elements of incident command there as probably the easiest way to demonstrate uh, ICS in the HAM community, W70MU. Yeah, that was one of the things that uh, it actually surprised me when I heard that uh, the FTC event for uh, Ragnar was using the ICS. Um, I was, I participated only as sort of a, the bottom level. I manned the rest off, and I didn't see anything out of the ordinary uh, that would indicate that uh, a different command structure would be used, which is actually very good. I think that means that people were doing their jobs and uh, the structure itself was not getting in the way of people doing their jobs. Uh, I'm not sure how many people who were just standing rest off and things like that due to the uh, Ragnar was using the idea. Another one that I participated in was a few, well, about a, ten months back, I guess, was the NDMS, National Disaster Medical something or other. Uh, <laughs> And uh, it was also using the ICF This is KF7CCC net control. So, going back to KK7 Alpha Alpha Alpha, can you tell us what the cost is for FEMA independent study courses? Well, according to the independent study program course brochure, dated July 2011, the cost is free. That's right, the cost is free, which makes it a, a good deal. Uh, let's see, uh, K6OZY, uh, can you tell us where we take the exam for the FEMA independent study courses? Uh, yes, uh, it's training.fema.gov. Uh, I can give the full URL if needed. If not, uh, you can do a search there for the independent study program. There's the uh, online courses are there for you to uh, study with, and then there's a take exam, and you can download all the questions for the exam in full. K6 KE7EUL. Thank you, Chris. Yep, it's free and it, you can do it at home, online, in your underwear if you want. Kate, uh, 7 email, go ahead. Hey, yeah, we're doing, coming up to the top of the hour. But let me say this. 
we did a version when I when I was at the radio camp. I, I'm, I'm going to speed this up a little bit. Kind of hard for people to understand. We did a version of the Boston Marathon at the radio camp, but uh, that's what I wanted to say. K E seven E U L. It sounds like the Boston Marathon would do a similar thing and use the ICF to uh, organize resources and respond to the incident. That's I, what I would expect them to do. Um, so the people who have taken courses above IS 700, uh, can anyone tell us uh, what courses you took? Uh, were there any ones that were particularly good, particularly useful as amateur radio communicators? Um, anybody who's had experience with uh, the courses beyond IS 700? Uh, I haven't, so let me know what which ones are the good ones. And seven B X, go ahead. Seven probably has a better answer than this. Three hundred and four hundred are are pretty dry, and if you're not a, a supervisor or a command officer type person, you really don't need to be dead by Well, that's good information to know. Uh, anybody else with any more comments about the incident uh, command system? Please come down. WS7KMG. KE7EGF. KE7EGF, I recognize you. W7KMG, you come first. Thanks, Andrew. I hadn't looked at uh, FEMA's website for a while, and like I said earlier, it's been several years since I uh, took the courses. Uh, and probably some of the guys who took them years ago will notice the same thing if they look at the website. Uh, there's numerous ICS 100 classes now, where before uh, there was only one. Uh, and they've got them broke down for uh, like food and drug administration, uh, for healthcare workers, for uh, higher education, for schools, for federal workers, for public works, for law enforcement, um, things like that, where before it was just one ICS-100. So I'm not sure which one, uh, if any of them is more appropriate or less appropriate for you know the amateur communications community, but uh, there's uh, several options there, seven or eight anyway. So that's my observations. I don't know what they're all about. But it uh, might be uh, interesting to explore that. W7 Camden. Thank you, Steve. Dennis, KG7 EGF, please come with your comments. Well, Steve's right. Uh, with that, and probably the, the most uh, applicable one now, if anybody looks in, so they're not confused, would probably be uh, 100B, which is the update. Um, to it if they haven't taken it. I would strongly recommend that everybody who plans on being involved in MCOM at least take 100 and 200. Uh, I'll tell you what, when you get above 7, yeah, it does get dry. Um, even 800, I think it's like 6 hours to do it online. You guys say more. Uh, but it's, they're all appropriate, and everybody, if they're not taking it, should think about that. And just to take one step back, I unfortunately was on the phone and missed it. You mentioned Ragnar and um, NDMS for the ICS. Um, if you actually think about it, we use ICS on many events, but on a much scale back uh, scale, just on a very small portion of it. Um, 
it actually gets used a lot, and a lot of people use it and don't realize that. Okay, E7 EJF. M7 NTM. M7 NTM, go ahead. Just as a side note, as far as being involved with the ham radio club at the Department of Public Safety, uh, one thing that we need to do, and Donna and I both need to do this at this point, is that in order for us to actively participate and assist the EOC in the actual EOC facilities, we're required to take the law enforcement 100 and 200 before we're supposed to be able to be even allowed access to the EOC. N7 NTM. Sometimes not knowing about the ICF and more importantly not having the certification from the ICF uh, with regard to the ICF will prevent you from volunteering. Um, so it's good to have. Uh, if you have a specific organization, you can find out their requirements. If not, taking the 100, 200, 700 certainly will give you a good background that uh, will serve you in good stead when you uh, have to work with organizations or when you volunteer to work with organizations that are using the idea. Any other stations with any comments, please come down. KE7 EUL. KE7 EUL, go ahead. This is KF7 CC. Next control. One comment. Thank you. KE7 EUL. Well, hope, I, I'm glad to hear that uh, you found out some useful information and uh, hope some other people did too. Are there any announcements for the net? If so, call now with your call sign only. N7 NTM. N7 NTM, go ahead. Sorry about that. Start choking on something at the same time I key up. I just wanted to pass on to those operators that were on this net last night who may not have heard the traffic earlier today that there was a visiting station, I don't remember where from, and I don't remember his call sign, but it was a five land call sign, made a comment that he was very impressed with the operations of this net through the storms last night, and he has very high regards now regarding this net and what we can do here in the county of Maricopa. And unfortunately, I was not able to get on the frequency and give him more information that was at work. But uh, I wanted to be sure to pass that on. Uh, we do have people out there listening. They are very impressed with what's going on. And he is anxious to get back home to see how uh, other hams deal with situations back where he is. So who knows, maybe uh, this will spread to other places too. N7NTM. Thank you, Dennis. That's certainly uh, good to hear. I got my license here because uh, I haven't experienced communications uh, outside of Phoenix, but it seems like what we've got here is something really pretty good. Uh, any other, any questions or comments on that announcement?
All right. Any other announcements for the next? So call now with your SCC call sign.